Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Chanov, and today we are celebrating bread. Who doesn't love bread? I think Anna actually says that exact quote in this episode. Uh, I would venture to say that uh, gluten intolerant people don't really love bread, but I feel like there are some options, right? I don't know. I never, if I've ever bought like a, a cracker or bread or wraps that didn't have gluten in it, it was probably by accident, but I do love that chewiness and I feel like that's what gluten brings to the table, but Anyway, how is everyone? I I missed you last week. I did not record an episode. I was wrapping up, uh, I think I said it on the podcast, but I got promoted at work, which is super exciting. Um, so I was not scrambling, but just wrapping up loose ends and really trying to get myself in a good place um, in order for me to kind of just uh, start this week with my new role which has also uh, been great. So I'm super excited, but it was a little hectic last week and I blinked and it was like Thursday night and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't record an episode and um, I just didn't do it. But here I am today. We're back on track. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm trying to think of anything else that's going on in my life, but um, I don't know. I will say that I I choose, I chose this episode today about bread because I... I'm not eating a lot of bread these days because I started doing Weight Watchers. And it's actually pretty, um, I almost said lucrative, but that's not really the word. It's it's working well is what I'm trying to say. I've, I'm doing it with, I think, four of my friends. We have like a group chat. We're being very supportive. I've never done Weight Watchers, but I like the structure of it. I like, uh, you know, it's almost like my fitness pal. You sort of clock everything in the app and it's it's pretty simple um i mean dieting sucks let's not you know let's be real but i feel that given the structure of it and what i'm allowed to eat and because uh, they give you like the zero points thing like i can eat as many eggs as i want so i'm just eating eggs all day just kidding um in addition to eggs though i can eat uh like poultry and like chicken and turkey and um they did give me brown rice and quinoa which i appreciate because i do need a carb i think if i didn't have some and I can eat bread it's just like I'm not gonna waste like six points on a slice of bread you know what I mean maybe if I'm like hangry or something or if I really just like (laughs) need it but it's week three I lost six pounds I'm happy about that and I think the main reason I started this is because we uh Keon and myself are going to Vegas and Hawaii in October like mid-October so I just wanted to like trim up a little bit you know and then like probably when we come back it'll be a downward spiral and I'll gain it all back because of the holidays but we'll see what happens you know when you're like kind of in the thick of a diet you're like I'm never gonna eat sugar again it's just bananas and fruits and nuts and all these delicious things and then you go to a party and someone has a chocolate cake and you're like yeah I forgot how good chocolate cake is so we'll see, but um, I think I'm just living vicariously through all of these bread dishes today that Ina is preparing for us. So why don't we get into it? This is Back to Basics, Season 14, Episode 1, and it is called Breadwinners. So Ina begins. This is all about bread. I mean, who doesn't love bread? First, foolproof Irish Guinness brown bread, the most delicious quick bread you'll ever bake. 
Then my friend, amazing chef Wolfgang Puck, turns humble slices of walnut bread into the ultimate lobster club sandwich. Breadcrumbs make luxurious fish and lobster cakes, moist on the inside and crispy on the outside. I'll show you how to make tartines with camembert and prosciutto, open-faced sandwiches with the volume turned up. And I'm even using bread in dessert, layered with delicious fruit in an awesome peach and berry summer pudding. Let's talk about bread. <laughs> and she put a hand up at the end, almost like RuPaul. Like, make, uh, may the best woman win. Um, so I will say there were a couple things in here that I want. Oh, first of all, that quote, who doesn't love bread? That's where she says it. Um, where was it? Oh, I wanted to say something about something that she's making. And I lost it. It'll come back. So let's get into it. We start with Irish Guinness brown bread, which I love a quick bread. I mean, I don't really, again, I do, we try not to keep bread in the house because I can't. Kiana and myself, we cannot stop. I think my, I think I've talked about bread <laughs> many times in the past. I do love a good baguette. I love a sourdough. I love it in any capacity. So it's really dangerous because most of the time I'm the one. It's like I'm like the cookie monster of bread. You know, a bread monster. I will eat that whole thing in you know one day if I could, just with like some butter. Ugh, heaven. So. I'm not making a lot of breads, but if I do, you know, if I were to, I love the fact that this is sort of like a one, not a one pot meal, but like a one bowl loaf of bread. So she starts off with a few cups of whole wheat flour, some Irish oatmeal, has to be Irish. This is a Irish Guinness brown bread after all. And then she also adds a quarter cup of all purpose flour. And then she adds some dark brown sugar, which I was surprised by, but Ina reassures us that even though there is sugar in it, it's still a savory bread, which I'm I'm down for. I can kind of, I understand what she means by that. And then she adds some baking soda and baking powder, which is sort of like the yeast substitute, which is going to make, uh, make the bread rise. And also, side note, I noticed on the baking soda box that it says, change every 30 days. I... I have baking soda from like the Clinton administration in my cupboard. Like I, I, I feel like mine is because who who uses that much baking soda? You know what I mean? And I guess you can. I mean, people put it in the fridge anyway. I guess you shouldn't be using the baking soda that you put in the fridge because that's supposed to just be there for like smells, right? Can it be? Can it serve two purposes? Would could you use? Or I guess my the, the better question would be, if you put it in the refrigerator, does it last longer? Does it keep it fresh? Because I don't know. I'm worried now. I mean, again, we don't use baking soda that much, so I think we're fine. Or maybe this is such a <laughs> this is such a pointless conversation I'm having with myself. But I think the baking soda we have is in a can and it has like a plastic lid on top. But anyway, this is just food for thought. Check your baking soda, everyone, just in case. Um, uh, I lost myself. I lost my place in my notes here. Uh, so, okay. So finally she finishes off the wet ingredient or the dry ingredients, excuse me, with some kosher salt. And then she starts with a wet ingredients, which starts of course with a bottle of Guinness. I love a Guinness. I love a stout. Um, I like how it fills me up. I really don't drink a lot of, I do like beer. I'm not a beer snob by any means, but I do like a Guinness. Um, and I love them most in like the winter, especially like the fall with like a thick cable nets cable net cable knit sweater and just like, I don't know, sitting around a fire or something like in a pub. Not that the fire is in the pub, but you know what I mean. Um, and she does say when uh, 
when using the bottle of Guinness when pouring it in that it should be room temp, which I feel like I would not follow. I'd, I'd, I'd skip that step probably. Um, so she adds some buttermilk and some melted butter to the Guinness and then finishes it off with one teaspoon of good vanilla. And then Ina like stares directly into the camera and says, it has to be good vanilla. But then she kind of smiles a little bit. I think at this point, I mean, this is back to basics season 14. She's well into her you know, tenure as a, a Food Network chef. She knows. She's like in on the joke. She gives a little smirk, which I love. Uh, so she gives it a good mix and then remin- reminisces about her time in Ireland with Jeffrey. It sounded amazing. I've never been to Ireland. Should I go? Do I have any Ireland listeners out there? Uh, Kiana has a cousin in the UK that maybe, you know, we're not going this year, but maybe eventually we'll go and visit. So, um, you know, maybe it's a two-parter. Uh First half of the trip in the UK, second half in Ireland. That would be that would be a good time. And I feel like I would love it there. I feel like I would be one of those people who would never want to leave. Um, which is like how I am on every vacation. I'm like, I'm moving here. Goodbye. So um, so she, uh, again, I lost my place. Okay, so she, uh, once the wet ingredients are uh, incorporated, she makes a well in the dry ingredients and pours in the wedding I feel like I said wet ingredients like eight times in that sentence anyway she mixes it with her hands which I love um Ina says I don't know why it is it's like an old-fashioned Irish way to do it but I I do love this it's almost like playing with play-doh or something like that um and I I mean we all know that I love a dough I would totally like eat some of this dough I couldn't help it uh so she brings out her loaf pan that she has buttered and uh she pours in the batter and finishes it off with sprinkling a little bit of oats on top, which I like because, you know, Ina loves to hint at what's inside of the bread. But I think oats are just like always a great sort of topping for a loaf of bread. And then we fast forward to when it's done baking. It looks so good. It looks dense, too. And I think that's what I really like about a quick bread. Not that I don't like a light, you know, sort of airy, porous, <laughs> I don't know why I use that word, but loaf uh, or a slice of bread. But I, I like when it's dense. So Ina tells us that this bread is good for so many things, breakfast or even a cheese board. And then she's like, I'll show you how to do it. So then we get a little lesson here. It's like this aerial view of Ina building a cheese board. And she starts by layering some fig leaves, which are, they're so big. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, can anyone grow a fig tree? I think Keon and I were just talking about that last week. Like, can we grow figs in our backyard? And I think we can. So, uh... There's that. Anyway, uh, she puts some grapes right in the middle. I can't remember if they were green. Oh, they are green. I've read my notes. Um, and then some hard English cheddar and then a soft wedge of tremblay, which looks like brie. She said, if you can't get tremblay, look, um, then just substitute it with brie. And then she ruins it with a big hunk of Danish blue, which is some sort of blue cheese. Blech. But uh, she saves it by adding some fig jam some dried apricots, some crackers, and then finally the Irish Guinness bread. It's great. I mean, I would eat this whole cheese board in a second, minus the blue cheese, of course. And then after it's built, I think it comes back back to like present day or whatever. And she was like, that was pretty easy, right? And it was so dramatic. <laughs> I love a dramatic cheese board. It was just a weird adjective, but um, I feel like Ina likes that word a lot. She uses it pretty often. So now Ina introduces Wolfgang Puck, who has promised to show her and us an amazing sandwich. And 
just to kind of put in perspective, Wolfgang is not in Ina's house. He's kind of, oh, he's in, I forget the name of the, I think it's in my notes in just a second, but he's at his restaurant. Oh, it's called Spagos, S-P-A-G-O apostrophe S. Um, so Wolfgang is, uh, I almost said backstage. <laughs> he's backstage. Uh, you can take the kid out of the theater. Um, but anyway, so he's in the kitchen uh, in, in Spagos, which is in Beverly Hills. And I think he mentioned that it's uh, it's like 20 years old, or at least it was at the time of filming. So probably a little bit older of that, uh, than that. And he says, Hi, Ina. You are not my Contessa. You are my queen. And today I'm going to show you Spagos' most popular sandwich, the Lobster Club. I'm just thinking, should it be like Spagos's? <laughs> How do you like... I guess it's possessive. Like, it's already possessive with an apostrophe S. Who cares? Moving on. Um, I love a club sandwich. I don't order it often. Keon and I go to this restaurant. It's not, it's like a diner, but like it's an elevated diner. And it's called Drew's and uh, D R E W apostrophe S. Um, seems to be a theme for today. Uh, but it's every time I'm there, I immediately want to order a club sandwich and it always like hits the spot and it's like just good enough. It's not amazing, but it's good. You know, I, I think that's always like a solid choice because um, I like the toast. It's so good. A little bit of mayo. So anyways, let's get back to the lobster club here. This sounds incredible. Wolfgang gets right into it. He has a saucepan, which uh, he makes or he pours in a little veggie stock little bit of butter and a nice piece of crispy bacon just to give it a little you know smokiness and to that he also adds lemon juice butter and then he pours uh the cooked i guess i said butter twice doesn't matter uh he, he puts the cooked lobster inside all that with some fresh herbs he doesn't say what which herbs but you know something green and uh while that's sort of doing its thing, he lays out three slices of walnut bread. It looks so good. Uh, already toasted. He slaps some mayo on it, places uh, some arugula, some tomato, and bacon on the first layer. And then the second layer is the lobster and some arugula as well. And then he tops it off with the last slice of walnut bread. And then he puts some, you know, you got to have the toothpicks. He puts some toothpicks in it and uh, cuts it in half. And he cuts it diagonally. I, I, what is it about cutting anything on the diagonal that immediately makes it feel like so chic? You know, anytime I cut a sandwich or if a sandwich is served to me with like a diagonal cut, I'm just like, yes. I love like that first bite of biting into the corner, like the sharpest part. Ugh. I guess it's mainly just for sandwiches. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I would I, even like um, Keon and I often get these sandwiches from the French bakery down the streets. It's so good. It's like it's on like a mini baguette. And it's like ham and butter and cheese. And it's so good. I haven't had one in weeks. But um, but sometimes we'll cut that on a diagonal. So even though it's like a, it's not necessarily a square sandwich, it still feels good. Uh, does anyone else, do we agree with that? Let me know. Um, so now we're back in Ina's kitchen. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the sandwich. Uh, and then Wolfgang, Wolfgang, Wolfgang wraps it up. And we were back in Ina's kitchen, and Ina thanks Wolfgang and says, I am totally making that lobster club sandwich tomorrow. And uh, she probably is. I mean, she loves lobster, and it's, you know, it's fresh. Just go right down to the store. Uh, so up next, uh, our next bread dish are is uh, it's the fish and lobster cakes. So Ina is in the pantry, and she's talking breadcrumbs, which are the star of the, uh, the show in this recipe. 
she's like she gives us a little bit of like a breadcrumbs you know retrospective here she's like sometimes she uses fresh sometimes she uses store-bought some are seasoned some are not and she breezes through like a few recipes where she uses breadcrumbs like meatloaf and spanakopita and parmesan chicken which she tops with a green salad i feel that might be her number one dish like if it was an ina garden trivia contest and someone said like what's her favorite lunch i think i'd say that that parmesan parmesan uh like chicken cutlet with the like the, the fresh green salad i think it's arugula on top with parmesan shards on top of that um i mean it sounds incredible i don't know if that'd be my favorite lunch of all time but it looks good uh so Ina also talks about panko which i feel are the superior breadcrumb the japanese breadcrumbs if you've never tried panko breadcrumbs you you've never lived they're they're just so i don't know they're they're just like more substantial uh in my opinion so, which, and then she talks about using panko breadcrumbs on salmon fillets, baked shells, and cauliflower, which sounds good. I don't remember that recipe, but I kind of do. It was like a flashback. Uh, that sounds really good. So, back to the fish and lobster cakes. She starts out with one cup of panko breadcrumbs and then shows us some cooked cod, which she made by sauteing three quarters of a cup of yellow onion and in butter along with some diced celery and red bell pepper. And then she adds the skinless cod fillets. I can't remember how many ounces. Uh, and then she adds some heavy cream and then salt and pepper. Easy peasy. I feel like fish is like one of the easiest things you can make because I, I, I feel, I feel I say that because it's just quick. You know, it's just like fish is, I always forget how fish is when I'm making salmon. It takes like seven minutes in the oven. So um, I should buy more fish. I wonder if that's on Weight Watchers. Can I eat fish? Who knows? I'll look it up after. <laughs> uh, so she pours the cod, the cream, and the veggies into the panko breadcrumbs. And then she adds a few more things into that. She adds some fresh dill, some Dijon mustard, some mayonnaise, and some lemon zest. And then to bind it all together, she adds one egg and then the quarter pound of lobster meat, some salt, and some pepper. And then she mixes it with a fork to combine. She gets really excited about these. I mean, they look amazing. There's nothing worse. I feel like I feel like I talked about something recently. I can't remember what it was. Maybe on the pod. It's probably like to someone else. But I feel that sometimes, most times, I will say that crab cakes specifically can be a gamble because I want the ratio of crab to be at least half if not a little bit more than the actual like bread portion although i mean they're great but i don't want to just bite into like bread i want i want to taste that crab meat and so i feel like the fancier the restaurant the more um like crab you get in your crab cake you know so these look pretty balanced to me uh so next she oh wow i don't even know where i was going i was i sounded so confident but i, I lost my place on my notes here <laughs> so uh, okay, yeah. So she scoops them all out in an ice cream scoop, uh, which is a great idea. I would have never thought of that, even though it's like so obvious to get them all the right size. I think she gets like six or seven out of this recipe, but they're they're pretty substantial. And she fries them in a saute pan with olive oil and butter. And then to serve the uh, the fish cakes, she's calling them in this case, she makes a remoulade, which is a combo of mustard, mayonnaise, and French pickles, cornichon, if you will. Uh, and I'm not going to go into that. Like the, the She does a flashback. You basically put everything that I just mentioned into a food processor. 
add a splash of champagne vinegar and there you go. That's, I mean, that sounds like an amazing dip. I love anything that's mayo-based, so sign me up. Uh, She plates it and garnishes it with some parsley and some lemons. It looks great. Ugh. She does not take a bite. I feel like in these later episodes, she probably just like worked it into her contract that she's like, I'm not going to eat the food anymore. I'm just going to present it, which is kind of what she does. (laughs) Um, So next up are these camembert and prosciutto tartines. And she starts by cutting, oh my God, the biggest loaf of bread I've ever seen. I was like, what is that? If you watch this episode, if you have Discovery Plus, if you know, you know, because it looked like she was cutting a Thanksgiving Day turkey. It was that size. It was it was like comical how big it was. I mean, it looks beautiful. And then Ina reveals that this bread is a sourdough from Poilin Bakery in Paris, France. And they show some like B-roll footage of the uh, Poilin Bakery. Everything looks incredible. Um, I would eat everything inside of it. And they deliver internationally, which... I guess, obviously, that's how Ina got it. And I went on their website. First of all, it was, like, I'd say 70% for in French. And I couldn't find, like, the button to, like, translate it to English. And so I put a loaf of the bread in, like, my virtual basket, my cart. And it said it was only, like, 12 euros, which doesn't add up. And maybe that that's that might be the price if you're ordering it, like, in Paris. And I, I got to the point where I felt, like, uncomfortable. I Like, I didn't want to order, like... loaf of bread by accident so I like I bailed but I'm curious of how much it is I'm sure it's a lot to ship that over but I mean if I was hosting a dinner party with fancy people I I'd I'd look into it you know um so and and then Ina delivers like one of her classic lines here she's like if you can't get the world famous Poilin sourdough bakery from Paris store-bought is fine she doesn't say that but that's exactly like she does say that she's like if you can't get this bread just get another like rustic bread um but it does look amazing it's the size of a house but you know hopefully you get a lot of bang for your buck there so she slices uh about six slices of bread and then puts them on the bake on a baking sheet to toast them up and she starts to slice the camembert which is very similar to brie um at least in looks and she cuts like some pretty thick pieces which i liked I, i i don't like when people skimp on the cheese you know and uh, Ina places, oh yeah, that's right. So this is this whole section. So as she's placing the cheese on top of the bread, she says, this is what that desert, what does she say? That This is like that desert island question. She's like, if I was stuck on a desert island, what would I want to be stuck with? It would be bread and cheese. Hmm. Um, and I think, I think that'd be mine too. I mean, maybe it's because I was watching this and I couldn't get bread and cheese out of my mind and I'm on Weight Watchers and I want bread more than anything right now. But I'm trying to think, I think it's just like, it's so simplistic. Like I could eat just like a whole baguette with butter or a whole baguette with like ham or, you know, cheese. I, I It just sounds so good. Um, I just love carbs and I love cheese. So I'm going to go ahead and agree, uh, and agree with you, Ina. So now it's time for the next layer, which is prosciutto. And she says she's been, uh, as she's like layering these, she says she's been going to Poilin Bakery with Jeffrey since she was 22 years old, which is crazy. Um, And she said her favorite breakfast is toasted Poilin Bakery with butter and honey, which, oh my God, yes, I, I love that. I would even like take it up a notch and make like honey butter. Not that, I mean, obviously it's the same thing, but I feel like a honey butter, like if you mix it up, uh, would be even better. 
and maybe put like some figs on top of it or some kind of fig jam. Oh my God. Oh, I miss, I miss bread. Um, so next she sprinkles and I, I, I mean sprinkle. It's like, it's like a dusting of dried thyme on top, which is kind of fun. It's like, there's some balance here. It's not, she doesn't go overboard. And then she puts some salt and pepper on, but not too much salt because of the, uh, the prosciutto. She doesn't want to overpower because that has a pretty high salt, con- salt content. And then she puts them under the broiler for like two minutes. It's so simple. It's like this is a really good um, uh, like appetizer sort of thing to, to serve for a party, I feel. And if you have like vegetarians or vegans, I feel like you could just make half with uh, the prosciutto and half with not. It sounds amazing. Um, but I guess you wouldn't be able to eat the cheese if it was vegan. So there's that. Um, so she does she cuts them up into like these little pieces she's like if i was serving them as hors d'oeuvres this is what it would look like and then she does sprinkle um just like a few um chopped chives on top too it's just like it's just just a just a few oh that looks i mean that bread i think was the highlight for me that that tartine but now it's time for the grand finale which is a peach and berry summer pudding and i feel like we're using pudding in the like how they would say pudding in the UK because I feel like most puddings over there like involves bread and we do have bread pudding in the, in the, in the States, but I, f- I feel that most Americans, when you hear the word pudding, you, you think of like jello pudding or like something really creamy. But in this case, it's like a, it is a bread pudding. Um, and it looks really good. It looks really fresh and vibrant and it has a beautiful color. Uh, so she starts actually in reverse. She brings out the finished product, uh, which is in like this very, it's like a large ramekin, probably like four or five inches high and like the size of a cake. And she has a plate on top of it with a can of garbanzo beans on top of that to sort of weight it down. Uh, and she tells us that she had been, refri- it had been refrigerated for 24 hours. So we get this like 24 hour flashback with that like clock. I don't know if I love the clock or hate the clock. You know what I mean? In these later back to basics episodes, um, it's a nice touch though. But there was like, a sound effect what was it I think it was with the uh the I don't know what to call them now like the fish cakes crab cakes whatever you want to call them um there is the like when they were she was plating them and they kind of popped up like it was like this comical noise that made me lol um that I liked but it's cheese it's cheesy um so anyway, back to this bread pudding here. She starts by slicing a French brioche bread, which is an egg-based bread. And she actually cuts off all the crust even before she slices the loaf, which I, ugh, that sounds super tedious. Uh, and then she shows us how to make the berry mixture. It starts with strawberries, some water and sugar, and those cook down for about five minutes. And then she adds in some raspberries, blueberries, and peeled peaches. All these are kind of finely diced up and uh that's cooked for a couple minutes and then she adds another pint of fresh raspberries on top of that so it's it packs a punch this fruit mixture here and then she finishes it off with of course two tablespoons of framboise which is raspberry liqueur and now it's time to assemble it's kind of like a oh what's that word like a trifle in a way in a way uh she starts by ladling the fruit in first and uh, puts a layer of brioche on top. And she kind of trims up some of the yeah, the pieces of bread to sort of fit, you know, the entire circle and fill up to make a, a, a true layer of bread. And then she kind of just goes fruit, bread, fruit, bread, fruits all the way to the top. 
And then uh, I think it ends with fruits and she covers it with plastic wrap and then puts that plate and a can of garbanzo beans on top before putting it in the fridge to chill overnight. Pretty easy. Um, So now we're back to the present. She cuts a slice of this delicious pudding. And then I was hoping she would and she did because Ina's my girl. She knows. She puts a dollop of fresh whipped cream on the side. And I think that's just like chef's kiss as the kids say nowadays um and this is this is not this is like a very anticlimactic ending here she says who knew you could so <laughs> who knew you could so who knew you could do so many things with bread even dessert that's the end <laughs> it's not even like cheers or i don't know what i would have said i guess but in these later episodes i just think she doesn't have the energy so not really a triumphant sort of classic ina ending but that's okay you can't do it every week, and uh, we still love you, I know. <sighs> so, bread, I miss it. I love it. We will be reunited sometime soon. What's your favorite bread dish, everyone? I feel like, I mean, I love a French toast. I love a bread pudding. I love a baguette. Uh, I mean, I just love bread. <laughs> I'm like staring off into the distance. Okay, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe or leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.